Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Orchid Bloom's podcast. Welcome back, bloomers. My name is Orchid Brown. I am the host and creator of the Orchid Blooms podcast. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Orchid Eye Brown. And don't forget to check out our website at taonetwork.ca. Today's topic is called Starboy. The term refers to a very famous man, the leading member of a group or a team. He is also a male object of someone's affection. I am using the term Starboy as a politically correct term for fuckboy, or that's what this podcast episode is about, is fuckboys. I can't name this episode fuckboy uh, because some people might not like that term. So I decided the best term to to best recognize this podcast episode would be Starboy. It is much cleaner is the is the thought process behind the term. I was even talking to my older brother about it in Florida and I was saying to him that, you know, I can't really use I can't call the episode fuckboy. That's just rude to put that up on social media and all over the place and call an episode fuckboy. And he was like, what about what about something else? Like, what do you want to name it? And I said, well, I mean, the only other term other than fuckboy that really stood out for me was Starboy. And he's like, I love that song by The Weeknd, Starboy. And I was like, yeah, it's a fuckboy anthem. <laughs> so that's where the idea came from to call this episode Starboy instead of fuckboy. So the Starboy song by The Weeknd is a very popular song. Everyone loved it. I mean, most people still do. I wasn't impressed by the song, but it made me laugh. That's just me. I called it um, the fuckboy anthem because the fuckboys breathed for that song. I mean, lived for it. It was, it just resonated through their bodies, their bones, deep into their core. They just loved that song. They were addicted. I found it funny. (laughs) that The Weeknd had a song such as this based on his own history. He seems to love hard. I mean, really love hard. He always seems to fall for everyone he decides to hook up with. It's very odd. Um, But then he created a song called Starboy. I'm not sure if he wrote it himself. Uh, He could have just been given that song because he's a part of a label and they asked him to sing it because he's very popular, a Canadian artist. Um, So that could be the reason why he decided to record that song and put it out there and it became, you know, one of the biggest phenomenons. But I just found it hard because, again, he loves so hard. He was in a long term relationship with Bella Hadid, who he claimed to be the love of his life. Then jumped into a relationship with Selena Gomez, like quickly after two. Because I was like, how much did you love this person if you just jumped? Like, for real? For real, my nigga? Who was on the rebound uh, with him? Because they were both kind of in the same situation where uh, The weekend was trying to get over Bella Adid and Selena Gomez was trying to get over Justin Bieber. It is clear that Selena Gomez loved herself some Canadian men for her to leave Justin Bieber, who's from Stratford, Ontario, to then The weekend, who I believe is from Toronto, but I could be wrong. I don't really follow him as an artist like that, so unfortunately, I don't really know much about him except for his personal business that he likes to post up and put out there for the world to see. The weekend and Selena part ways a few months later. She did not seem broken up about it, but the weekend was in his feelings while he was back with his ex. That that part just really just I just don't understand. How can you get back with an ex who you claim to love and has shouted out on top of the mountain so the world can hear, I love Bella Hadid, and yet you won't shut the fuck up about your ex? That's a little bit too much. And I mean, you have Hailey Bieber who's kind of doing the same thing. Like, you got the dude. You're married. There's a ring on it. And yet, you can't keep Selena Gomez's name out of your mouth. Like, it's, it's really too much. I just don't understand people. 
but uh yeah so he's back with his ex and he's still in his feelings and he's he was writing songs about selena gomez i think he wrote like i don't know how many songs he wrote but he kept releasing all of these songs you know geared towards selena gomez and honestly the songs were good i actually liked them um which became hits and i think you know even selena gomez had written some song or written some songs about justin bieber and they were hits as well but i don't recall selena gomez really writing any songs about the weekend so like i said she didn't seem like she was broken up about it <laughs> um so while with his ex bella adid he just portrayed to the world that selena gomez was the one that got away even though that might not have been what he wanted to do it came off that way because she went back to to bieber at that point and you know he seemed to be devastated by this but keep in mind like you had drake who was dating rihanna and then rihanna dropped his ass and rent went right back to chris brown even after all of that incident so you know the heart wants what the heart wants no one can do anything about it but anywho weekend motherfucker held a grudge for years against selena gomez and in my mind i was like but i thought you were in love with bella hadid like how how are you holding a grudge against a girl that you didn't love but you're making putting out statements basically making it seem like you could have loved her but i mean based on how you were acting for so many years you clearly loved her way more than you loved bella hadid <laughs> poor bella to be a supermodel in the world and considered the most beautiful and i believe she's palestinian and yet you're with a man who's sitting there bawling a river over a girl that hit it for a few months and went all right i'm gonna go back to my hex because he hit it better you know it's just so sad not realizing that it was karma to me what happened to the weekend is karma i mean how are you going to love this girl bella and be doing her like this and embarrassing her like this and yet keep you know going out in public with her and telling you know media people that oh i love bella Hadid. she's the love of my life i regret that we weren't together anymore and all that bullshit just to be like where's selena selena i'm a star boy you know at the same time it's so weird so weird celebrities just kill me they really do so my question to that based on how hard you know the weekend took it to me it's like how many women did you do this to to receive such a karma and how did it feel knowing that you've done this to so many women before just screw them over like this and and it came right back to you well you know please tell us how it felt Starboy. at this point I think The Weeknd wrote a song for Bella Hadid, I think, but I mean, it wasn't a hit. No one really cared. But all the songs he wrote for Selena was, it became hits. So I guess I have a feeling that he wrote a shit ton of songs about her and maybe released a few, but I feel like he could have dedicated an entire album to Selena Gomez, a person who's only been with for what, eight months, six months maybe, I'm not really sure. Whereas Bella Hadid, he's been with her for how many years? And yet he has an entire list of, of music that he written about Selena Gomez because, again, he loves Bella Hadid. Clearly, she left more of an impact in his life, whereas The Weeknd did not leave that much of an impact in Selena's. The worst thing you can do is go into a relationship with somebody and not leave an impact they talk about this in business they talk about how with your business you need to 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 leave an impact especially when you are um sales leave an impact um presentations leave an impact something that someone can walk away with and remember your name forever and how you made them feel in that moment and it's really sad that a lot of people leave relationships with the thought process of of just hit it and quit it and bounce and then you're forgotten and a lot of people want to be forgotten i get it i do but you definitely want to leave an impact that way on your way out and as time go goes by the person can remember you fondly that's something that anyone should should want out of a relationship no one should be you know bumping into this person years or months down the line and then you're like oh my god i missed you like you know it's been some time and the person clearly didn't miss you 
and there was nothing about being with you that left such an impact that they would have anything positive to say except oh it's you you're here that's cute oh you're good i'm so happy for you all right well it was nice to see you hope to never see you again bye you know just leave an impact so with bella and the weekend's relationship they ended up parting ways soon after all of that i think he did her a song and then like a few months later they broke up or maybe a week i don't even know i wasn't paying attention nobody cared um did bella indeed hold a grudge against selena gomez from what i saw it seems like she did i guess she thought they were close and you know girl code would keep her from her ex at that time but i mean bella and hadid and and the weekend were breaking up on and off for so many years like no one's really taking the relationship that seriously and so selena slid in and picked up her man and then realized he won't he wasn't shit and threw him back out and said girl keep your man basically is what happened so I guess, you know, Bella thought that her and Selena were like tight, tight friends, even though I don't think that Selena really hung out with her that much. They might have went to parties together and they might have bumped into each other in the same circles, but I don't think they were really friends. But I guess in Bella's mind, they were friends because she saw her, you know, a few times. Famous people problems. That's all I got to say. They're just like normal people. But when it's on a, a, a platform and a stage where the whole world can see it, it seems way bigger than it is. But this this is like real regular life shit. Fuckboy is defined as a man who has many casual sexual partners. Fuckboy plays with a girl's feelings. They will do or say anything a girl wants to hear to have sex with her or to get something they want. Of course, it's still sex, so I don't know. But, I mean, there are certain situations where it might not be about sex and they just want something else. And, and so they'll do or say whatever they have to do. You can tell a fuckboy by how he dresses and acts. They are players. They are sluts. I, I want to say they're hoes, but hoes get paid. The sex is free with a fuckboy, though. Getting you to fall for them like fans is a bonus, and this is something that uh, a friend and I were, were talking about just maybe a few days ago. Yeah, over the weekend, last weekend. Um, we were talking about fuckboys and how they dress. And then she's like, you know, we were reminiscing at the time we went out to a club here in Ottawa. And we bumped into this guy who was wearing like super tight pants. I mean, it was so tight. And they were wearing this black skin tight V-neck shirt that makes their, their titties pop. You know, I thought girls were bad, but guys are just as worse. And at first, you know, we were questioning if he was gay or not. But then when he decided to pull out a selfie light out of his ass in that tight ass pants, we died. We were like, are you fucking kidding me? So in our minds, we're like, oh, yeah, he's gay. He's straight gay. Turns out he's straight. But I mean, we did hear hear that you know he was messing with some guys so we'll put it we'll put it in the category of he's bisexual so we know how these fuck boy dresses they're just a little bit too much they're always flashing their cars flashing how much money they have they're the type of people that would drop about a thousand dollars a night on bottle service doing whatever they need to do to show off to whatever girl so they can get laid and i was like let me get this straight you spent a thousand dollars just for a pussy not for many pussy, just one hit. Damn, I do not know what to say to these these players. It's like, gosh, you spend so much money just to be able to say you fucked this one girl for that one night. Losers. But anywho, we laughed about it a little bit. So don't get me wrong. There are fuck girls, too. Thanks for balancing the scale, ladies. A female player. We need some of these girls to come out here and trap these wannabe players and fuckboys and teach them a lesson on how it feels, how it feels to be played by a fuckgirl. We have to thank fuckboys and fuckgirls for eventually messing with each other and teaching each other a lesson. Somewhere in this world, a dove flies when it happens. What a blessing what a blessing fuck boys they say that fuck boys have bad grammar 
which I disagree. I have met fuckboys that are educated and speak very well. And this kind of reminds me of a story that I would like to share before I get into the meat, the meat of this podcast episode. So when I was going to university, I was a part of an association. As you may know from previous podcast episode that I have recorded before, just inviting some members. So there was at least three week links in the group. Actually, just two. Uh, one of them was a straight up hoe. I can say this because she did something that I will never forgive her for. So we'll focus on the two weakest link. So there was a guy that I knew and he was like a, a well-known player, but he dresses well, he's well-spoken and you know he seems to be well-connected with people who are up-and-comers that are truly working hard and hustling for the goal that they're trying to seek. So he seems like he's just surrounded by great amazing people but personally i wouldn't mess with them i wouldn't mess with him at all um so i just happened to be leaving work while i was in university and i took the bus and i bumped into this one girl in the group and i can talk about this girl in the group because we're not really friends and one of the reasons why we're not really friends is because she i find that she's always talking shit about people she spends a lot of time with on a daily basis and those are the type of people you can't really trust anywho she was on the bus and she seemed kind of devastated but i didn't ask any questions because again it's none of my business you know mind your own business so we started talking and then all of a sudden she mentions this dude's name and i went oh and in my mind i was like oh for fuck's sakes did you seriously fall for that like i get it he dresses nice he carries himself well he talks well you know he brags about working at parliament hill and i mean that's great and all but the man works he basically makes minimum wage working at parliament hill i'm like dude you got hustled you got hustled good because everybody else at parliament hill makes good money so how the hell are you making minimum wage 14 dollars an hour i was like you got hustled so kept that part to myself and i just kind of looked at her and i went him why She's like, well, he looks good. He carries himself well, you know. And my other friend was like, oh, my God, he's such a beautiful man. And I was like, okay, but why? And she's like, but, you know, he really he really just seems like he liked me, you know. He invited me on a date, and not very many guys in universities are doing that. And I said, okay, where do he take you? She's like, oh, he took me to, like, a museum. I'm like, okay, museum's free on Thursday. If he took you on a Thursday, it's free. What do you mean? like he didn't pay for shit what are you trying to say so i was like okay she's like but you're friends with him i said he thinks we're friends i'm not really his friend i i would not be caught dead letting anyone know that me and this person are friends i usually try to keep that low key in any way possible because i don't want to be associated with with a guy like him she's like yeah but i think i fucked up and i said what do you mean you fucked up she's like well you know, we finally had the SEX and I he got really pissed off and kicked me out. And I said, wait a minute, you're lying there naked on the bed. And he basically pulled out of you, get off of you and basically pushed your leg aside and walked out of the room and come back and tell you to get out. She's like, yeah. I'm like, did he tell you why? She's like, well, I asked. And he was like, I don't like I don't like girls that pull star. I'm like, you did what? She's like, he's like, oh, I pulled a star. And I thought wait a minute, so you just lied there, spread everything, and just, and just, just laid there, she's like, yeah, I'm like, did you do that because it was good, like, it was that good, so you were like, all right, well, I might as well sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, she's like, it it was good, and I'm like, but you just laid there, like, you didn't do anything at all, she's like, what, was I supposed to do something, I was like, okay, so she's like, well, I texted him, and I told him, like, let's try it again, and you know i'll put more effort this time and he was like okay whatever fine we'll do it again but if it sucks i just get lost and i just looked at her i laughed so hard i laughed so hard because the only thing i could picture in that moment was a starfish just a starfish like Starboy. um and i and i was like the only one and the funny thing about it is the bus was packed and usually the bus is never this quiet but i guess when she was telling the story everyone shut the fuck up and listened because by the time there was an awkward silence between her and i and i looked around the bus everyone's sitting there staring at us listening to the conversation and i was like you nasty ass people can't even mind your own damn business y'all had to take out your hair phones from listening to your music just to hear the story all of you 
all ages just sitting there at 10 o'clock at night. Or was it? Yeah, it was 10 o'clock. It was 10 o'clock at night, packed bus. Everyone's going home. And you're just sitting there listening like you like little snakes. And then they all tried not to make any eye contact. Like, no, we're not listening by the time it was over. And I just bursted out laughing because number one, I'm laughing over the star. And I started laughing again because every single person on the bus was listening to the conversation that she was saying, even though we were trying to whisper. I mean, you could hear a pin drop because the bus was so quiet. Yes, you could hear the engine going. Yes, you could hear, you know, the turns and shit. But it was the quietest I've ever heard a bus be full of people. Quietest. So I laughed and I looked at her and I said, you really going to try and go back and, and do it again to prove to him that you could, in fact, be a good lay? And she's like, yeah, you know, I really want to I really want it to work. And I said, why do you want it to work? She's like, oh, he's a great guy. And, you know, and I said, so basically he'd look good on your arm. Basically, he's just like arm candy. He's like a trophy, trophy boyfriend. If he ever, you know, claims you as a girlfriend. And she's like, well, it's not really like that. It's just we shared a lot of things in common. And I hear this all the time with like weird girls who love fuck boys. They always seem to make up excuses that makes it seem like these guys are grander than they are. And they really aren't that grand. They're really just fucking losers. But they always come up with the weirdest stuff like, oh, they shared these wonderful things and I connect with it. And, you know, they seem really serious and we could really build something together and blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at her like, all right, well, I wish you the best of luck, but I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket with this one. She's like, why? I'm like, because he's a fucking hoe. She's like, what? I'm like, you're sitting here trying to fuck back with a hoe not realizing that even if it's good he's still gonna cut you loose she's like no he like spent all that time with me i'm like one date at a museum for free is not it i'm like do you know how much money this man blows a night on female just to get pussy at a club at a bar she's like how much i'm like more like at least a hundred dollars buying shots just to get a girl drunk just so he can bring her home and then give her the boot right after i said you're not special so i said i don't understand why you're trying to fight for this this dude of all people this one the hoe leave this hoe alone but i mean if you really want to support your pride of showing that i can fuck i can fuck if you really need to do that and go right ahead but just understand that even if it was good on his part or not he's still gonna fucking let you go she ended up not taking my advice she went they tried it again he really didn't enjoy it he was like all right you can go and she left and she was devastated low self-esteem she was on the floor she couldn't believe it that she lost this great guy working at parliament hill making minimum wage that part she didn't know and um and she's just like oh i lost such a good man because i can't fuck and i thought i just laughed i laughed so hard i thank god she wasn't my friend because when i laughed i laughed in front of her face like keeled over holding my stomach laughing because i could not believe it and so that's that story i just wanted to share that story of someone that i knew who was fucking with a fuck boy that i actually knew and i wouldn't wish him on any woman i think he's married now but i wouldn't still would not wish him on any woman because i remember around that time when i do talk to him or i did talk to him just casually he would mention that oh i'm gonna go and he always seems to want me to know his business like who the hell goes out of their way i didn't ask you a damn question and yet you're still gonna tell me your damn business this man comes out of nowhere and he's like oh i have to go you know i have to meet up with this girl and i said okay why are you telling me this she's he's like well you know i have a schedule i need to follow you know on monday i have like my a girl that i fuck with and on wednesday i have another girl that i fuck with and on 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 friday and saturday and sunday i have my main chick you know you always have to have the main chick and i said what qualifies a main chick he's like because she gives good sex so she gets the weekend but during the weekdays you give the ones that aren't really that good that needs a little bit of work you give them you know the weekdays but if if they start to improve and the sex is starting to get better they might slip into the weekend slot and I looked at him and I was like, dead, dead. I was like, fuck boy galore. I had to share that story um, before I go any further with this podcast episode. Because number one, it was a funny story on my part. I laughed my ass off. So to continue, they say that fuck boys have the perfect penis. That's not always true. Some are confident that they give off big dick energy, but they really don't have it and or know how to use it. 
at that. So sure. Um, so a common issue with fuckboys is that they take time to text back or call you, but they are always on their phone, especially when they're with you. If a dude is always on his phone when he is with you and yet doesn't message you till later after you send them a text message, I, I don't take them seriously. And mostly likely, most likely I will not be seeing them again. I start giving the same energy after that. I, I'm busy. Sorry. Don't bother me. A fuckboy will flirt with multiple girls at a time, even in front of you. He will make them all feel special. And when you question these fuckboys, he or she will say, I didn't want them, but they're obsessed with me and don't be jealous. I don't like jealous girls. I don't like feeling restricted. But let's be real. Are they really trying to send that message that they aren't available for you? Let's be real. You know that these fuckboys are you most likely messing with these girls, flirting with them, getting sexual favors from them, and you know encouraging them behind closed doors. So do I believe these fuckboys? Hell to the fuck no. I have been called a heartbreaker, but... I really wasn't interested in the fuckboys or these fuckboys anyways because it's usually a fuckboy that says, oh, you're a heartbreaker. Nothing about a fuckboy is attractive to me. Nothing. Not even the attention. And I know a lot of fuckboys and they tell me a lot of their fuckboy stories and I still would never touch them with a 10-foot pole. So I may have fuckgirl energy. I am not clingy. I will not text you every day because it's annoying. I have a life and a passion project such as this podcast. You are not paying my bills, so I don't owe you shit. So I guess that's the fuck girl energy. I guess. I don't know. Let's talk about signs you are dating a fuck boy slash fuck girl. One is that they refuse to put a label on it. After a few months of dating, they refuse to call you a girlfriend or a boyfriend. They don't want to talk about exclusivity. That's the moment when I start giving the exact same energy until I slowly disappear into the dust. <laughs> I can relate to this because I won't put a label on anything until I'm sure. You need to fit my requirements or standards before I can even give you a title. If you can't meet it, it means I need to let you go. Whereas a fuckboy or girl will keep stringing you along till you get the message. I personally find that fuckboys slash fuckgirls are pussies. They can't man up to save their lives. They don't take rejection well and they don't like emotional confrontation. And they can't be honest, which is why they lie with promises. When they have no intentions of following through ever. When the time comes, they blame you. They are a big fan of gaslighting every single time. They will use your emotional attachment to keep you going along with whatever they're trying to play. And they still want to fuck around, but they don't want to let you go. They like having you there to fall back on just in case their fling doesn't work out. Because they know you won't get the hint and will stay over something as stupid as a word. Action speaks louder than words, but most people can't connect that statement to their lives. Sign number two, lies. You remember my previous podcast episode on Pinocchio syndrome. We talked about types of lies, and we also talked about compulsive liars, pathological liars, and of course the Pinocchio syndrome. So now we're going to touch on lies for this podcast episode, the real term is sketchy. That's usually what I would call a fuckboy is that they're sketchy. You catch them lying, you catch them being deceitful, and their behavior becomes strange. It's a red flag. Lies about where they have been, where they are going, who they're with. As per my previous podcast episode, this would be considered a gray lie. A lie that would get them out of trouble or protect themselves. It is self-serving. 
They always get caught eventually. And of course, you are to blame. Sign number three, weird about their phones. (laughs) Don't we love the cell phones? They won't let you near their phones, hold their phones. They don't want you seeing their texts or notification. They don't even want to take a picture of you both together with their phones. That's another red flag. They like to use the excuse that their ex used to look through their phones and they feel some way about it. They don't like girls or guys that do that. In my mind, all I hear is that you are a cheater. Why else would your ex be going through your phone? And why are you upset about it, especially if you did nothing wrong? You sure acting guilty. Bye, Felicia. If you don't want to get caught, get off your phone when you are with somebody. And if you have nothing to hide, then don't hide it. If you have to keep checking your phone, share that with the person you're with since you are being disrespectful and wasting their time if you're not going to tell them what the fuck is up. Sign number four, they won't introduce you to their friends or family. It is clear the person isn't interested in you if you have never met their family or friends. Some single fathers would introduce you to their kids, but again, that's a part of the game. But you won't meet their friends and most likely or most times they don't have any friends. And I've met people like that where they keep saying they have friends, but they really don't. Or their friends are disrespectful and they don't want you to meet them. That I can understand as well, but it still looks kind of sketchy. You know what I'm saying? Fuckboy sketchy. You wouldn't introduce you. They wouldn't even introduce you to her or his family. Always some family drama that would prevent you from meeting their family in some way. The excuse goes on. If you were serious, they would share the good and the bad. If they were serious. Yes, I get it. I have literally met this guy in university as well who had a long-term relationship with his girlfriend and she did not like his friends and so he always felt that he was in he was in the middle of a position where he'd have to choose because she made it a point to say you know you have to choose between me or this fuck boyfriend that you have because i don't like you hanging out with them i guess she's just afraid of that influence that this friend might might do to her boyfriend and maybe encourage him to cheat and so she was fearful of that and did not want her her then man who she's hoping to be her husband and they did get married hoping to be her husband hanging out with a guy who's going to take her future away from her so i understood that and a lot of guys don't like being put in the middle in that sense so i get it I really do. So for him, he kind of regrets introducing her to that friend or some of his friends because here she is messaging him every single night. He's hanging out with his his friend on like a weekend, like maybe a Friday night, they'll go out to a bar to hang out. She'll be messaging and calling the entire time because she wants to know everything that's going on. And if he ends up ignoring these calls and not checking his phone while he's hanging out with his friends, she would give him like the silent treatment for an entire week because he likes, he enjoys hanging out with these guys. It's just their bad influences and she should trust him not to do anything stupid, but they always seem to get him in trouble or in situations where he's kind of like their wingman, but he's not fucking any of these girls. They're just using him to get girls. And so she did not appreciate that and she felt uncomfortable because what if he just decided one day, I'm just going to mess with this girl behind my girlfriend's back and that would ruin the relationship. So I do understand both sides when it comes to these sorts of situations. As you can see, the trend is sign number five. They are full of excuses. They always have an excuse for everything, even showing up. Like, what is your purpose? Because I don't got time for this. But they seem to always have an excuse for everything, especially everything they're not going to do. Sign number six, it always comes back to S-E-X. When they message you late at night wanting to hang out, it's for S-E-X. Keep in mind, they were with their friends at the club, where which you weren't invited to, But when the party is over, now they remember you. So everything leads back to SEX or at least end with SEX. Don't get me wrong. I am not judging those that take it 
but they aren't a sure thing. That's all they can offer you. Drinks, SEX, late night rendezvous, they just want to bang. And they are nice until they want to fuck you. Other than that, who are you? You are no longer dating. You are a booty call. They are lame, these guys, these fuck boys and fuck girls. They don't put a lot of effort in unless it's about SEX. They become cold after the act is done, too. That's, that's a bonus. Sign number seven. They make you feel insecure. They don't want you knowing your worth. It is easier to manipulate you when you have low self-esteem or zero confidence. They are the scum of the fucking earth. You know you deserve better, but they keep reminding you that you can't get better. So they prey on your low self-esteem and they like to keep it as low as possible so that they can get whatever they want. Sign number eight, they don't care about your emotions. They target your weak spot and use it against you in order to make you feel insecure and guilty. They're kind of connected, sign seven and eight. And uh, sign number nine, they are fake. They create an image of themselves, sell it to you, manipulate you into believing everything they say just so they'll have admirations from you and others they are very charming i have to say with this specific statement about being fake i don't think that's just for fuck boys or fuck girls i've literally met people who aren't fuck boys and fuck girls who tends to be fake period their only goal in life is to have people admire them and admi- either admire the way that they dress, the way that they carry themselves, who they're with, and that's sufficient for them to live this fake lifestyle. So this category, sign nine, can be across the board and they don't necessarily need to be fuckboys and fuck girls to, to behave this way. Sign 10, they react strangely to rejection. They like to make you feel guilty for rejecting them. They'll play the victim most times. They won't accept it and become rude. They just don't handle negative emotions very well. So this part, I have about two mini stories that I'd like to share about rejection. Um, When I was 16 years old, there was this guy in, in a neighborhood that I was living in. He was always there because he was hanging out at this house. But a lot of people don't really know each other's business because everyone keeps to themselves on this specific road. Nobody wants to get involved. It's, it's all about minding your own damn business. So anyways, I'm leaving school and I'm walking home and I happen to pass by him sitting out front of this, this project house uh, with his two boys. And then he kept screaming, hey, 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 what you doing? And I just looked at him and I kept walking. And so he, he took what I did as a rejection, which it was. So then all of a sudden, he goes out of nowhere and he's like, oh, why are you acting like this, you ugly, fierce gal? You look like a rat, you rat, fierce gal. So I remember stopping and I looked at him and I said, and yet you're trying to hit on this rat, fierce, ugly gal? And then he looked at me, he's like, oh, 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 you're, ta- oh, you're talking to me. And I just kept walking. Keep in mind that this dude doesn't realize that I already know his business because he keeps coming to this one house all the time. And this there's a mom and I think there's a dad, I'm not sure if that is there. There's a mom and there's an, a younger sister. And so the oldest sister, she has a baby. So I know that he is the baby daddy for this, this girl. I think she was like in her 20s at the time. So he clearly, you know, picked her up, knocked her up and is stopping by the house to, you know, check on the baby or something. But he's always outside with his boys just hanging out like he lives there while she's inside taking care of the baby. So he's not being helpful at all. So on top of that, you know, I see her and she's such a sweet girl holding her son. That's his. This this man looks like he's in his damn 40s. And she's in her early 20s, this one. And she got clearly played by a player. Because I don't think they're together. They're not acting like they're in a relationship. So he hit it and I guess forgot to pull out or put on a condom and knock up this young, impressionable girl. 
and now only comes around just to like see his son but he's not really being helpful and most likely he's not even paying child support because he looks broke too so i think after a week of him doing that he then sees me walking through the neighborhood going to visit my friend erica at her house and then he stops me and he's like oh i wanted to apologize for calling you a rat fierce ugly gal and i said don't worry about it but thanks for apologizing he's like oh let's be friends and i was like um no thanks but you have a good day and then i walked away so i was like i was 16 years old and here's this pedo because that's what he is a fucking pedo trying to pick up another 16 year old girl that he's gonna try to what convince to sleep with him so he can knock her up too what a loser anyways every single time he sees me he says hi and he's very respectful i guess he didn't think that i was gonna turn around and talk back because this is canada keep in mind all of the stuff that i that he did is something that i grew up seeing back home like in jamaica if a, if a guy was with his boys and he's trying to holler at a girl, if she rejects him, he starts screaming down the street all of these nasty names at her. And I've been watching this since I was a child. The girls usually don't talk back. They just keep going and just ignore the person. And these guys are quite persistent because they'll keep chasing you for a long time. Even if you're, you're like, no, I'm not interested. They'll keep chasing after you. But this is Canada. So for him to bring that back home mentality here in Canada, I was like, no, nigga, you need to go back home and bring your back home mentality, your yadi mentality back to the bush, wherever you fucking came from. So he didn't expect me being 16 years old to talk back. And now he has respect for me. Guys are weird, just weird, especially these pedo fuck boys too. So the second story I want to share is this white guy. So he seemed like he was nice, but he seemed kind of like he was close to hitting 40 himself. And so he would, you know, always flirt or talk to me or ask me questions like, who do you know? You know, start naming people like, oh, you know, this person, do you know this, this isn't this person? And he starts going, and I cannot stand people that do that because it's like, are you trying to, sh- to show me that you're popular or are you trying to make, to like connect with me because we know all these people? It doesn't fly. Anywho, so he then says to me one day, he's like, oh, you know, you and I could be great together. I think that we should, you know, just fuck around. And I said, no, thank you. And he goes, excuse me? What do you, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not interested in fucking you. And he's like, but, but why, are you, why are you acting like that? I said, what kind of answer were you expecting? Yes. Yes, I want to fuck you. I'm no, I don't. I'm being serious. I don't want to fuck with you. And he's like, I don't understand you girls. Like every single time a guy comes to you girls and is honest, like, listen, this is all I'm going to give you. I just want to fuck you. That's it. You guys like turn around and like start rejecting. I'm like, did I give, I said, did I give you attitude? He's like, well, I said, no, I didn't give you fucking attitude. All I said was no. Do you understand the term? No. No, I don't want your dick. No, I don't want your mouth anywhere near my body. No, I don't even want to talk to you. Stop coming over and talking to me. No, but thank you for putting your dick on the table and offering it up on a platter. I still don't fucking want it. Do you understand? And he's like, well, well, why do you have to say it like that for, you know, I mean, I was just, I was just being a man and being honest. And I was like, good for you. Good for you, you dumb piece of shit. Take your dick and put it somewhere else. So those are my two favorite rejection stories from fuckboys. I definitely give it to them exactly the way they deserve it. Because I don't care about your self-esteem. I don't care about your your emotions i don't care about how you may feel if you are going to approach me in any form or any way that's disrespectful or entitled and then start trying to play fucking victim i am going to give you aggression i am going to give you rejection i am going to make sure you never forget me so i'm really surprised that I know a lot of fuckboys and they still talk to me. The good news is none of these fuckboys are stupid enough to come and try to run game on me. I'm telling you, man, when these fuckboys start acting like it's my responsibility to carry their self-esteem, do I look like your mother? Do I look like your mother? You ain't grown. How the fuck are you close to 40 and you're still acting like you're 12? Get the fuck out of here. I cannot stand fuckboys. 
They, they wonder why I'm not attracted to them. They look at me like I'm a species. Like, where did you come from? Are you an alien? Yes, I'm an alien to you. The funny thing is that fuckboy that I cussed out towards the end trying to make me feel bad for not taking what he's offering because he's such a man for offering me his penis that anyone could get for free. What a prize, right? It's such a prize. Penis. So I ended up going to a coffee shop, uh, like a chocolate, hot chocolate shop. Yeah, it's a coffee shop, whatever it is. But it's, it's like all about chocolates. And uh, I went with my friend Nadia. And I happened to be in front of the line um, and I was having a conversation with her and this guy comes up behind me with this woman. And so all of a sudden, this kid kept pulling on my my jacket because it was fall at that time. And she was pulling on my jacket. And I turned around and I smiled at the little girl. And the little girl smiled back at me. But I wasn't looking at the mom and I wasn't looking at the dad. So when they seated us now, um, they were still in line. They were just right behind me. And then while I was talking to my friend Nadia, I looked up and I see him and I was like, oh my God, that's the dude that I was basically cussing the fuck out because he was trying to convince me that his dick and him being such a man offering it up to me is standing right there in the line with his baby mama and his baby. And I laughed because the dude was clearly in a relationship and is trying to run game on girls that don't know his business. I'm telling you, these fuck boys have balls. I mean, I didn't see his, but the balls on this man to be pulling that shit, knowing fully well you live in Ottawa, and Ottawa is large, but you'll bump into people. So, of course, if you're walking around with your baby mama and baby, all these girls that you're offering dick to will eventually see you walking down the street with your baby mama and your baby. It was so sad. I, I laughed so hard in that restaurant that everyone turned to look at me except him because he recognized me. He knew I was there and he was trying to not to behave like I don't know her because his baby mama was there. So clearly they're still in a relationship, a full-blown relationship where she's under the impression that he's a fateful man. And he cannot have any indication that he's out here pulling fuckboy shit. The man even walked in with her looking like a fuckboy. Man's decked out in a fur coat down to his ankle. There's a white boy and his V-neck, deep V-neck shirt and his jeans with his Timberland boots, you know, wearing this fancy looking hat is clearly expensive. So he's dressing like he's all money. With this girl, this meek girl beside him wearing basic clothes and his daughter is wearing basic clothes. But here he is looking like a pimp, a pimp walking into a hot chocolate shop with them. And I, I just died. I almost choked on my hot chocolate boy. But yet he's trying to make me feel guilty because I didn't want it. This loser. Sign number 11. They vanish from time to time. They ghost you. Then they come back like everything that nothing ever happened. He just disappeared or she just disappeared. Then you feel pressured to give them space because it's like, oh, they disappeared. You know, maybe they just need some space. I'll leave them alone. If I give you space, it's not a good thing. Once you express that you don't appreciate my time and effort, I will I will leave. They make you feel clingy, needy. So you back off. If you bring it up, more than once your drama situations like that would make me snap i will cuss you the fuck out and you will never see me again and if you do the energy you receive you earned it but the door is closed forever sign 12 they don't trust you funny huh <laughs> usually they lack trust because they're doing what they're accusing you of and I've, I've literally seen so many of my friends get accused of cheating or doing something um, behind their, the guy's back. And I would turn to them and I said, are you sure he's not doing the exact same thing? And she's like, oh, he would never. Come to turn out, like months later, he was. He was cheating on you. <laughs> so 
they become controlling and jealous most likely because you you seem like you are fine without them a lot of guys don't like that they need you to be clingy so that they can make fun of you for it your life didn't stop turning so you weren't sitting around waiting around for them and that's a problem but most of all they're afraid of someone doing to them what they are doing to you they like to say they have been cheated on before when they were cheat you know cheating themselves you know on those people that supposedly cheated on them it's very weird very very weird so when they get caught fucking around you realize that it was a means to keep you faithful and feeling guilty because they're such victims while they were having fun it is also used as an excuse so that they won't be vulnerable with you as well. Like, oh, I've been cheated on before. I just can't, I just can't go there with you right now, you know? I just, I just, I just can't trust as easily as I used to. Oh, please. Why the fuck are you bothering me for then? Take your issues and go heal somewhere else. Sign number 13. You never see them on the weekend. They're always unavailable on the weekend. I work weekends. So that's my excuse. It's really hard to make plans, especially if you're tired. And there are people out there where they work seven days a week. I happen to be one of them. And if I do have a break in the week for myself, I'm recording my podcast episode. And if I happen to work in the mornings on a weekend, you might be able to see me in the evenings. But... I mean, I have to get to bed at a certain time because I work the next day in the mornings. So that's all I can really give to people. So a guy needs to be understanding about that kind of situations. But I do know guys who aren't fuckboys and they work weekends as well. They are very busy. They have two to three jobs. So I can't necessarily say that this one is for for them. It could be general. But most fuckboys who do not work on the weekends still somehow have the excuse that they are busy, but they're not working. But they don't want to see you on their weekends. They either want to go out with their boys so they can go pick up girls or something or another. But they'll make whatever excuse that they possibly can because they also could have a side relationship where on the weekends they spend time with their girlfriend. You know, it's real, but they don't have any commitment to you. So they make something up. This is why they are not available. I personally just like my man being as busy as I am. You know why? Because I don't want to feel guilty for making money. I just don't. If I have a day off and you happen to have that day off, we'll spend that day together. But have a life. Please and thank you. We can book a weekend. We can go on vacation together. We can still do that relationship thing. We might even end up moving in together at some point so we can see each other more often. But at the end of the day, I have plans with my money. So I'm not necessarily going out looking for dick because I'm working. I'm a working. Sign 14. They come off too strong at the very beginning. This part... I had to keep for this specific podcast episode. It's not something I wanted to elaborate on in the cuffing season episode. So if you have been keeping up with my podcast episode, I was talking in the cuffing episode, I was talking to a guy that I felt was looking for a summer fling and that, you know, we spoke for about six hours. And then when he shared that, you know, he he used to be addicted to cocaine. I was like, I'm out. You know what I mean? But I still was not interested from day one. Anywho, this sign, sign 14, they come off too strong at the very beginning. Let's get into that. You have just met this person and they are already telling you their hopes and their dreams. They start calling you babe and endearing terms. When it comes to real talk, they pull away and they love to tell you how important you are to them. Again, they tell you what you need what you needed to hear to draw you in so in that six hour conversation that shouldn't have been six hours with that guy that was looking for a summer fling he just kept trying to convince me that we needed to speed this along as in come over like that night after a six hour conversation that ended at about three o'clock in the morning and in my mind i was like why is he in such a rush 
I mean, I'm just talking to him, number one, still not interested. Man didn't even ask me if I was interested in, in him or not. But for some apparent reason, he's acting like, all right, this confirmation, this, this conversation is a confirmation that we're now going to be fooling around and behaving like we're in a honeymoon phase and we're totally together. I didn't want to bring that part up in the cuffing episode because that wasn't what the episode was about. But now that we're on it now, I would put him in the category of a fuckboy. And I already got fuckboy vibes from him from the day, from like the moment I met him, which is why I wasn't interested. Remember, I mentioned earlier in this podcast episode, I'm not attracted to fuckboys. I mean, I would have considered being friends, maybe go on a date, but that's as far as I was willing to go with this dude. And then he dropped, you know, addicted to cocaine for, for 12 years. And I was like, yeah, no. No, not even, not, there's no date. We don't need to talk any further past this point. I just don't have the energy for that kind of issues. So I just wanted to kind of bring that story back for this podcast episode to explain what my real thought process was going forward, forward. But I do appreciate that six hour conversation where he told me everything. He was being completely open and being completely respectful, but I still got fuckboy vibes off of him there was nothing that was going to to change that and I usually don't trust a guy that comes off too strong from the way beginning like I just met you I think I even went out to a party once and this dude who I've never met before just comes up to me because he was watching me the whole night at the party and he's like oh you look like a really nice girl and then I said okay didn't ask his name, no nothing, just completely blew him off. And he comes in real close and he's like, you know, I'm looking for a queen, a queen that I can travel with. And I was like, oh, for real? I'm looking at him up and down, clearly broke, but he's trying to act like he got money. Yet he still hasn't offered to buy me a drink, but he's trying to give me the spiel of how he wants to build together and travel together and he needs me to be his queen and I to be his and he's going to be my king and we're going to build together and I'm like still don't know his name and then I was like oh that's great what's your name I forgot his name but he gave me some bullshit name so then he's like what's your name I'm like oh my name is Kim because of course my fake name is Kim (laughs) if I don't want you to know my name you you won't know it and he's like, oh, right. He's like, yeah, we're going to travel the world together. And he's standing there. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, what's your nationality? He's like, oh, I'm Cuban. I'm like, you're Cuban. I'm like, buddy, you look like you from Africa. Like straight from Africa. And he goes, oh, no, I'm Cuban. I lived in the States for a while. Yet his English is not so very good. So I'm looking at him confused, very confused. And he didn't even have that Spanish accent too. It was straight from Africa accent. So I said, oh, okay, that's cool. No, thank you. And I walked away and he followed me around the entire party, glued to my side. I was like, what a cock block. But I was okay because I didn't want any of the losers in, in the party anyways. So that's a little story on guys that I've met who's come off too strong. Oh, wait, there's a bit more. I might have told this part of the story in a previous podcast episode, maybe last year or something. So he comes over to me and, and, I, and he, he tries to talk to me again. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, you know, you can leave now. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm not really interested, so you can leave now. And he goes, why? I'm like, oh, because I have a dick. He's like, so what if you have a man? You know, we can still have something going on. I said, I didn't say I have a man. I said, I have a dick. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I got balls and a testicles. He's like, what? He stepped back, like two steps back, looking at me like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm a trans. I, I switched. I switched my look. You know, I've always wanted to be a girl. And he goes, uh... And I just looked at him and I was trying so hard not to laugh my ass off because he was really considering it. I was like, what a loser. (laughs) Because he just kept following me around. He wouldn't leave me alone. Like, I didn't understand. And so I just looked at him and I just kind of laughed on the inside because I was like, oh, my gosh. So then he comes closer and he's like, oh, oh, you're you're, you're lying to me. And I was like, for real? I was like, no word. (laughs) Anyways, 
Sign 15. They try to move things too fast. So it's very similar to sign 14, which is they come off too strong at the very beginning. But I wanted to keep them separated because there's two reasoning behind it. With the first one is that they, they just talk too much and they're trying to speed things along um, in a sense that they really want to to get to where they need to get to. And with this one, it's an order for you not to suspect much. It means that they have something to hide. They don't want to waste too much time. They just want to get to it straight, straight to the sex with them. They're in a rush. They need to just hit it and leave as quickly as possible because they don't want to get caught in any way. Whereas the first part is that they're single, you know, they're coming off too strong, they're single, they just want to hit it and quit it, but at the same time, they know they have to go through this courting to kind of show that they're a gentleman or a gentlewoman or whatever, and so they they want to, they don't have a problem investing too much of their time, but signs 15 is that they don't want to invest too much of their time, they just need you to believe everything that they say and hurry up and get to it so they can disappear. Sign 16, they tell you all about their crazy exes. God, this is a red flag. You know how many dudes I've let go because they talk about their ex too much? I mean, if you're going to talk that much shit, please leave. And I usually end the conversation with, thank you for this date where you sat here and talked about your ex the entire time. I'll let you pay for the meal, lose my number, (laughs) you know? They never tell the full story. That's something that I could not stand. But you need to read between the lines. Everyone is crazy, but them. Another red flag. Feel sorry for them. Wah, wah. They never shut up about it too. I mean, you could be dating this person for a month and they're still bitching about their ex. Like, if you aren't over them, please go back. I always dislike when people speak ill of their exes because they don't respect the time that they had with them. So what makes you think they will respect their time with you? Sign 17. They don't pay attention to what you say and forget everything. Can't stand that either. It's very annoying. I tend to not share if I notice that the trend with this person is that they're not truly listening or they don't care enough to remember they're having to start over every single conversation all the time which is a waste of time i can't necessarily blame all of that on fuckboys because i have had friends girls and boys where you would have a full-blown conversation with them and for some reason they would forget everything that they discuss with you i mean full-blown conversation where they're talking to you back and responding and everything and they would still forget so i've been there with friends and not necessarily fuck boys i find fuck boys sometimes tend to be a little bit more tentative especially if they haven't hit it yet because now they need to prove to you that they are the gentleman they carry themselves well and they listen attentively and they'll repeat it back to you which is what I can't stand because it almost seems like they don't have a brain of their own and they have no opinions of their own so they'll just repeat back your opinions and your thoughts to try to make themselves look more impressive but it really doesn't look cute but they think it's cute because it's the fastest way in your pants is to just repeat back what you say but once they get into your pants they don't have to remember anything that you told them prior to that so that that part yeah you're dealing with a fuck boy signed 18 they like to say they are nice people you know i did create a podcast episode called uh nice guy slash girl finish last it's a very long title but you really should re-listen to it um it is another way of saying i am not a player especially when they say i'm a nice person they are telling you something without any actions to back it up with i'm a nice guy i'm a nice girl i like the term you are a nice person or you are a good girl you know how guys love to tell a girl oh you you look like you're such a good girl you know very condescending you know to try to put you in this box so that it's easier for them to manipulate you it's cute it's cute i always laugh when a guy says that to me i just look at him and go oh for real damn you know so 
you look like, and they would say stuff like, you look like you would make a good wife. You know, all those, all those nice things that would make any girl go, oh my God, he could be my future husband. Oh, you did not even ask but they took it upon themselves to point it out. They're hoping it's a compliment. But any real woman would know that's fuckboy talk. This dude's a player. He's coming to waste your time. Signs 19. They have been with people you know. Run. Red flag. If it's more than one, player alert. <laughs> They are too many stories about them from people you know, especially people that they fucked with. They say small world only if you're fucking in the same crew. All I have to say is run, just run. That's the biggest red flag. Jump off a cliff if you have to run. Star boys slash fuck boys slash fuck girls are the center of attention. They will do what they have to do to be focused on in any situation. They want attention from everybody. They want to be the envy of their peers, envy of the opposite sex. They want to be the star, super popular. If this isn't what matters to you, stay away from them. Thank God I'm not attracted to them but most women and most men are. They always get hurt, so beware. Thank you for supporting the Orchid Blooms podcast. Visit our website at taonetwork.ca and our social media pages at Facebook at The Ambitious Obsession Network, Instagram at The Ambitious Net, Twitter at The Ambitious Ops, my personal Instagram and TikTok at Orchid Eye Brown. Don't forget to click the follow button or subscribe button. Share your favorite episodes with your family and your friends. I really do hope you have a splendid day.